The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Zeal. If you want a good massage but don't have the time to get one, have the massage come to you with Zeal. You pick the time and the location. Have your next massage on demand at home. Our listeners can get $20 off their first massage with promo code BIGIDEA. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, May 22nd. In today's news, South Korea fumes at John Bolton. A member of the cabinet talks privately about replacing Paul Ryan before the midterms. And President Trump refuses to follow basic security protocols with his cell phone. But first, the big idea. Who is Stefan Halper, the FBI source who assisted the Russia probe? The White House and the Justice Department have put off a high-stakes confrontation over the FBI's use of a confidential source to aid an investigation into the Trump campaign after top law enforcement and intelligence officials met with President Trump on Monday to discuss the brewing controversy. A White House spokeswoman says Chief of Staff John Kelly plans to convene another gathering between the officials and congressional leaders to, quote, review highly classified and other information about the source and intelligence he provided. That could be viewed as something of a concession from the Justice Department, which had been reluctant to turn over any materials on the source to GOP lawmakers demanding them. But it could also be a bureaucratic maneuver to buy time and shield actual documents. Multiple people familiar with his role say the source at issue is Stefan Halper, a 73-year-old veteran of the Nixon, Ford, and Reagan administrations, and an emeritus professor at Cambridge University in England. The Washington Post had previously confirmed Halper's identity, but we did not report the information after warnings from U.S. intelligence officials that exposing him could endanger him or his contacts. But now, his name has been revealed by multiple news organizations, including the Wall Street Journal, New York Magazine, and Axios, so the Post has decided to publish his name. Trump has not named Halper or produced any evidence that he infiltrated his campaign for political purposes. In the summer of 2016, he met with Trump campaign co-chairman Sam Clovis for coffee in Northern Virginia, offering to provide foreign policy expertise to the Trump team. In September of that year, he reached out to George Papadopoulos, an unpaid foreign policy advisor for the campaign, inviting him to London to work on a research paper. He also had multiple contacts with foreign policy advisor Carter Page. His connections to the intelligence world have been present throughout his career and at Cambridge, where he ran an intelligence seminar that brought together officials of past and present. In 2014, for example, Halper worked with the former head of Britain's Foreign Intelligence Service to sponsor a meeting of that seminar, which drew then-director of the Defense Intelligence Agency Michael Flynn. Halper's first wife was the daughter of prominent former CIA analyst Ray Klein, who sat alongside John F. Kennedy throughout the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962. He mentored Halper, introducing him to associates in the intelligence and political worlds. After earning his doctorate from the University of Oxford in 1971, Halper quickly ascended, serving on the White House Domestic Policy Council for Richard Nixon, and then in the OMB for Gerald Ford. Halper later worked for Senator William Roth, the Republican from Delaware, think of Roth IRAs, before joining the George H.W. Bush campaign in 1980 as National Policy Development Director. Then, when Bush became Reagan's running mate, he joined the Ronald Reagan campaign as the National Director of Policy Coordination. 
In the Reagan administration, he served as Deputy Assistant Secretary of State for Politico-Military Affairs. Now, he's been caught up in scandal before. After the 1980 race, Halper was accused of political spying. Aides to Reagan, including Halper, were accused of having spied on Jimmy Carter's campaign and obtaining private documents Carter was using to prepare for a presidential debate. Some Reagan White House officials later alleged that Halper had used former CIA agents to run an operation against Carter. Halper called the reports absolutely false at the time, and he's long denied the accusations. Late in his career, Halper emerged as a vocal critic of President George W. Bush's interventionist foreign policy. During classes at Cambridge, he often raised questions about Bush's decisions and embraced a traditional Republican approach to foreign policy that emphasized long-standing Western alliances and limited foreign intervention. After Trump won in November 2016, during the transition, Trump's top trade advisor, Peter Navarro, recommended appointing Halper to a senior role in the administration. Axios reports that Halper visited the White House complex last August for a meeting about China. He's also reportedly pitched himself for an ambassadorship in Asia. Well, doesn't look like that's going to happen at this point. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, South Korea is blaming National Security Advisor John Bolton for the hiccups in diplomacy efforts with North Korea that might cause the upcoming Trump-Kim Jong-un summit to be canceled. Bolton created a mess when he brought up what he called the Libya model on the Sunday shows as a potential strategy for talks with Pyongyang. In that case, Libyan dictator Muammar Gaddafi gave up his nuclear weapons program in 2003 in return for sanctions relief. What the North Korean regime remembers from that situation, though, is that afterwards, Gaddafi was overthrown by his opponents and brutally murdered. South Korea's president is in Washington today to meet with Trump. Number two, White House Budget Director Mick Mulvaney acknowledges having private discussions with House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy about replacing House Speaker Paul Ryan before Ryan retires from Congress at the end of this year. The conservative news magazine The Weekly Standard reports that Mulvaney made the remarks on Sunday during a conference it sponsored in Colorado Springs. Now, this is remarkable because it's an admission from a member of Trump's cabinet that could be interpreted as conspiring to remove a sitting House Speaker belonging to the president's own party. After the story posted, a spokeswoman for Mulvaney said he wants Ryan to stay. Number three, President Trump uses a White House cell phone that is not equipped with sophisticated security features, exposing him to hacking or surveillance. Two senior administration officials tell Politico that the president uses at least two iPhones, one capable only of making calls, the other equipped only with the Twitter app and a handful of news sites. The president has rebuffed staff efforts to strengthen security around his phone use. Aides have tried to get him to swap out the Twitter phone on a monthly basis, but he says it's too inconvenient. He has gone as long as five months without having his phone checked by security experts. Now, these practices are a departure from his predecessors. Barack Obama handed over his White House phones every 30 days to be examined by telecommunications staffers for suspicious activity. And Trump's call-capable cell phone has a camera and microphone which security experts say creates risks that hackers could use them to access the phone. Obama's phone had neither of those things. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, May 22nd. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.